Beautiful. All right. So welcome back to another workshop of God is not homophobic. Uh, of course, this workshop has been designed not just for the uh, community of homosexuals, but also for the heterosexuals as well. We want to bridge the gap of relinquishing the hate and the crime and the dismay that uh, most of us have uh, experienced in, uh, in the world of, of between the heterosexual and homosexual community. Everyone has dealt with it in some way, shape, or form at one point in time in their life, no matter their gender or sexual orientation. So uh, this is a workshop for us all to come together and and blend ideas and kind of help bridge that gap and close the gap of, you know, the hate and crime that does take place around our communities. So I thank you again. Uh, once again, my name is City Life here, um, also known as Nicole. And I am very blessed to be a part of this journey that God has placed me in to be able to minister and mentor towards the community that we are in to help make a change. Last week, uh, I gave you all an assignment for those of you that were able to join in on the workshop last weekend. And the assignment was to think of a time that you may have experienced dealing with uh, a time where someone tried to steal your joy. Um, and, you know, there's many ways that that can happen, right, um, in a day. So uh, to lead off, I'll, I'll start and then I'll go around the room of this Zoom call to see what some of your experiences have been and how you dealt with it. So for me, um, I had a time where, and this is just a kind of a minor experience, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go minor just so that you know that you do not have to extend on something that was major. It could be minor or it could be major, whatever you, you know, decide that you want to share. Um, I had a most recent experience um, where it was raining really bad here in my area. And, um, you know, I'm driving and my poor vehicle right now doesn't have any AC in it. And I haven't bothered to fix it because I work from home and I'm not generally in the vehicle unless I go shopping or, you know, get out the house and decide I need to go run an errand. So it hasn't been critical for me to have a vehicle that needs the AC, although it'd be nice. Um, so I'm driving and my windows are down because on this particular day I'm scheduled for an appointment and I have no choice but to kind of keep the windows a little open so that I can get some air circulating through there and it won't be so stuffy. And uh, get to a red light and I'm just kind of paused there and I'm feeling the attention of the person next to me uh, kind of just like staring into the vehicle at me. So of course I look over because when you feel someone staring at you, it's an automatic reaction for you to look at them or look back or look in that area. Right. Of course that's what happens. <laughs> I looked over <laughs> and as soon as I looked over, uh, you know, the, the light turned green. I couldn't really see as well into the vehicle as I wanted to. Um, I could only see the hand of the person to kind of make out, you know, if it was maybe a male hand or a, f a female hand type of thing. Now, I don't know if we can really completely judge that because as a woman, I personally have some pretty big hands. Um, but nevertheless, we start to proceed past this light and 
it because it's raining, there's a lot of water in the right lane. So I'm trying to stay away from this lane because I know that if I'm in this lane, it's going to cause me to have to slow down and, you know, consider the people in back of me as well as on the side of me. This person didn't care about that at all. You know, he, uh, he or she is riding and uh, decides to speed off past this green light. And, you know, like I said, I could feel the person kind of staring into the vehicle at me, which caught my attention. So I'm not sure if, you know, they were maybe just having a bad day or what was going on in their world. But I went from having a pretty sunshiny day within my own emotional world, even though it was raining outside of me, it was pretty sunny in my world emotionally. I was having a great day. And um, up until the moment where this person sped up and literally sent all kinds of water flying over my vehicle, this water was so much, I thought I was in a hurricane, okay? I mean, there was so much water that came up from these, this vehicle's tires that it came flooding into my car. Wow. The water was all over my seats. It was all over me. Good thing I had shorts on. So I wasn't completely draped in fabric to where it would have just felt, you know, gross. Still felt gross, but, you know, I didn't have that soggy clothing feeling as much as I could have potentially had being completely draped. I had shorts on that particularly that particular day. And, um, but it was just very, very frustrating to have that much water come over my vehicle, see that this person didn't have a care in the world about the fact that I'm riding here with my windows cracked open all the way around. All four windows are cracked open, you know, to as much as I could. I was already getting a bit of rain in the car from having the windows down, but that I had to kind of just brush over my shoulders and thank God that, hey, I have four wheels that I'm driving in and I'm not walking in the rain. So at that very moment when that water came, you know, flying into my car and then I got drenched in it and I literally had to pause in the road because it was so much water coming down over my windshield that I I couldn't see anything outside of the windshield at all. And I didn't want to proceed to continue to drive, not being able to see anything ahead of me or around me for that matter. So I had to just pause. I had no choice but to completely pause in the road. When that happened, though, it it sent so much through my body, I didn't even know what to do in terms of the frustration that I had just being in that experience, wondering why would a person do that, you know, because there's dangers in driving that fast, first and foremost, even for the person that's driving in a lane that's flooded, there's dangers for them, but you also have to be very cautious about those around you when you're in a lane that's flooded because water could go you know flying into uh, up into the next car and cause them to be visually impaired you know even or wreck you never just you just never know how that can end and so I was just so frustrated and when I got home you know I, I dried off got all the water cleaned up out of my car the doors the door handles had water flooding out of it that's how much water came into the car I thought to myself, man, this person must have been having a very bad day, you know, to send me through this experience and put me in the position where now my day has kind of gone from being exciting and happy-go-lucky to being just like, wow, 
how did I get in this position? <laughs> and it was like a moment of where I felt like my joy was literally being interrupted and, and almost trying to be taken from me because I was sitting in that car jamming out to the music I had on, had my gospel music going. And I mean, I literally had my gospel PlayStation running and, you know, when gospel is on, whether you can sing or not, you're singing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in there enjoying myself. And I, I know this person could see me, you know, having a very good day about my life, but they didn't care, you know, and whatever it was that was going on in their world, they were trying to prevent me from being able to continue my day having a good day. So that was an experience that I dealt with where I, I couldn't have any road rage. You know, I, I had to handle it as best as I could to get myself home and just kind of calm down from being so furious on the inside um, and not chasing this person down. Uh, ultimately, like my second thought almost told me to do. I really wanted to chase this person down and make them almost feel what I felt, right? But what would that have done for me, especially on a rainy road um, where traction isn't as good, you know, I could have went sliding down the road, running into something or crashing the vehicle even. So it, it, dealing with it, I just had to calm my nerves and get myself to a safe place. And I also had to think very quick, right, in the predicament I was in at the time, having all this water flooding over my vehicle, I had to think very quick about the safety of others. It, it was no longer just about the safety of me. It was also about the safety of others. So I had to put my thinking cap on and think very fast to make sure that I didn't allow my anger to consume me putting other people in, around me potentially in a predicament that they wouldn't have been able to get out of any more than I would have been able to get out of had I made a bad decision. So that's what happens, right? When, when someone tries to steal your joy, when someone or something, because it doesn't always have to be a person, it can be something that tries to steal your joy throughout the day. And as human beings, we have to have a mindset to be in consideration of how quickly anger can disable us and prevent us from making the right decision for either ourselves or those around us. So I invite whoever wants to share their story next to share a time where they may have been put in a predicament where they had a tough time um, and, you know, joy was attempted to be taken from them and how they dealt with it in the situation to prevent things from or matters from getting worse. So if no one speaks up, I will randomly pick on someone, but I'm going <laughs> to open up the floor for uh, every, you know, someone to, to volunteer. I'll volunteer assistant in the call. This is Brother Addis. Thank you. Um, yeah, I had a similar experience oh, a few weeks ago. Uh, I guess I pissed this lady off, whatever. I don't know. She came driving up in her little minivan and she said a few words and I just looked at her and smiled. She drove off. So I kind of caught her at the light. She's staring at me again. And at the time I didn't have my fez on, but as soon as I put my fez back on, she immediately was rolling down her window. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm looking at her like, 
okay, just a minute ago, you treated me like I was somebody else. But once I put my fez back on, it's like you just knew and then started apologizing. So I just looked at her. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I waved at her and drove off. Not too in deep, but it's just the fact that I was in good spirit. And in the past, that would have pissed me off because mm-hmm. the woman was real rude. But now I just kind of brush it off because it's not worth my energy. Absolutely. I, mean, I got to consume all of my energy that I can because God Allah has me working, doing so many different things. So for little petty stuff like that, I just let people, do you want to sit around and ride around be mad? That is all on you. Mm-hmm. Not me. So yeah, that's my little story. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, and it's, it's interesting that uh, you talked about the Fez being on and off. And I'm going to utilize that uh, a little bit later in the topic of discussion once I've given everyone an opportunity to the voice and experience that they've had. Not everyone has to speak up. Of course, if you're not comfortable with sharing your story, that's fine. Um, We're not here to put any pressure on you, but do keep in mind that this is a community of love and uh, we are inviting everyone who does get an opportunity to join in on this workshop to be a part of the, the experience of Royalty Community Foundation and feel that uh, love being reciprocated. It's an open book environment where you can feel comfortable being yourself. Who's next? I'll go next. Yes. Um, Minister Jamal here. Um, I would say each day has its own personality. Um, and so every day you, you have something, someone, including yourself, that tries to steal your joy. So I, I believe um, every day, even today, today has just started. I'm going to have something, someone, or a situation to try to steal my joy. I have too many stories to talk about it. But what I will say is I keep in mind that uh, nothing can steal my joy if I conduct myself appropriately, or if I remind myself, hey, I'm not going to give this situation too much power. I'm not going to give this person too much power. I have the control over Like last night, last night was a long night. (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) Okay, that was a long party. And and, and you left and I had to finish cleaning, but I did not let that steal my joy. And then then I had a sticker go through my foot because I was outside cleaning. I did not let that, right, it it hurt. I did not, but I didn't let that steal my joy. Because if I let that steal my joy, do you know what happens? That affects my wife, affects my household, and that affects, that's gonna affect everyone on Sunday. Hey, Minister Jamal, you ain't happy and go lucky. What's wrong with you? Because I I let something take my joy. So I try the hardest I can. I'm not perfect, it's a challenge, but I try to remind myself, Jamal, this is, it's this part of life. Don't let that upset you. Don't let that frustrate you. Go meditate. Go pray. Go walk around. Go have a conversation with yourself and God and get your spirit back right so you can continue to have joy because joy is precious. 
Yes, it is. Very precious. Okay. I know we think rims and wigs and heels and all joy is real precious. So, cause I remember when I used to get high, when I used to get high, when I was younger, I used to take other people's joy. They didn't want me to smoke with them. Cause I used to see stuff. I used to mess up a high man. Get away from us, man. Hey, hey man. Y'all don't see that. Hey man, the police coming. They used to get mad as a mud. They kicked me out. And that's when, that's when I knew how precious joy was because very precious. So, you have to be careful what you give your joy over. Yes, I'm, I'm loving where this is going because there's a reason why I created this topic of conversation today. Anyone else? Yes, I would like to say that um, last Saturday, um, well, last week, one of my best friends I grew up in high school with, he had passed away. And so they, my sisters and I, we're we going to go to the funeral because we haven't been really going anywhere because of the pandemic. And so we my all went as well. Excuse me? My condolences for your loss. Thank you. Thank you. But it was like about six or seven of us in high school at Westwood High School, Mesa, Arizona. We all grew up in the Escobedo housing project. So, you know, we, 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 you know, we was nothing from the beginning. But anyway, we finished high school and then they, so I went to the funeral and all the girls that I have seen these girls in 40, over 40 years, they were doctors, they were administrators over uh, companies, I mean, medical, you know, they was just so accomplished. And we came from the same, we, we you know, spot of ground, dirt, as they claimed the projects were. And I was so pumped seeing them all, the children was doing good, everybody's children. So. And we met afterwards, had a wonderful time. So Sunday, I go to church, had a powerful service, which we always do, loyalty ministry. Yes. And then later in the afternoon, one of the girls, another friend called me, how you been doing today? So I was telling her about the funeral and, and the girls that I met. And so I was telling her, I said, you know what? I just don't feel like I've, I, I've been nowhere. I've done nothing. I just barely, they all kind of knew I graduated from high school, but they didn't bring it up then. But I'm just saying, my inner self was saying, these women are on top of their game. And here I'm sitting here, you know, just barely got out of high school. And she told me, she said, what's wrong with you? You got God in your life. Did any of them say they got saved? I said, well, I didn't really go that way because it's time and place. She said, ain't no time to tell people about the goodness and grace of God. I said, you're right, and I normally do. I said, but they had pounded so much on me about the success and the money and, and million-dollar homes. I felt like I was, like, like they said in the Bible, I felt like a grasshopper in front of their eyes. And she said, you stop doing that. She started praying on the phone for me. And I got a release with that I had that I needed. People didn't, didn't uh, stop me. I was stopping my own self by thinking that I was a nothing and nobody. I came out the projects and I had a baby at 16. She said, you stop that. And that sister prayed for me. Like, like I cheeked, the Lord flipped the switch on me. It was like he was saying, you've been praying for people all your life. And she just started just praying. She said, you stop it. So anyway, the Lord blessed me with that. So that was the time, like, we, like you were saying, that I, I just, I don't know what, even what happened to me. I normally don't even go there with what people got, what they do. But the enemy, the enemy was telling me, you know, trying to stop my game then. So I just want y'all to pray, continue to pray for me and my family. That's just, that was the recent one. And I thought I was over all the, the high school, junior high school, petty stuff and this and that. You got a big car, but well, I'm going to get me a bigger car. Evidently, it was still brewing in me, y'all. So y'all continue to pray for me, in Jesus' name. Absolutely. That is, that's a, a good share as well. Um, the enemy is always at work. And, 
you know, we all know that when the enemy is at work, he'll use the most smallest bit of piece of something that used to be a trauma within you to come back and test your attitude and test your spirit and test your reaction and test your response. So that is a very good share. Thank you so much. And once again, condolences for the loss because uh, friendships are important and they matter to us. And we lose a a close one. Still waiting for our date now, sis. Yes. (laughs) Anyone else? All right. So with no other shares, um, I'm going to get into this conversation heavy. So I I started spinning my wheels and I said to myself when I was coming up with this topic, joy is yours not for taking. It's not to be taken. And why is embracing joy so important? I'll tell you, when joy is stolen, the possibility for vulnerability can come crashing in. Amen. When people are vulnerable, When we become vulnerable, they can be easily lured into places and positions of weakness. I want you to follow me on this. This becomes a rabbit hole for destruction in our communities too. People are lured by false, you know, falsely by those who claim to love them. They're lured to do drugs and become addicts. They're lured to become alcoholics. They're lured into depression and anxiety and lured into potential circumstances to break them. This happens all around our community. When we talk about God is not homophobic and we talk about the challenges that are experienced when we deal with hate, Follow me on this piece of it when I talk to you about your joy being yours. Keep your joy. Don't let it be taken. Don't allow anything or anyone derail you from resilience and strength. Resilience and strength is protection of the vessel God gave you to walk this earth with, to hold your head up high. And when joy is stolen, it's a complete offset of your higher power controls. Your frequencies vibrate on a lower level, making it much easier for the enemy to attack. When we choose to protect our joy, we are choosing to protect our peace. Protecting your peace means following our instincts to remove ourselves from anything and anyone unsettling to our security and safety. We don't walk into the arms of danger because our antennas are engaged to sense that something is not right and that that's the wrong direction for us to travel to. Amen. Our mental GPS should be set to safety at all times. And I'll say that again, our mental GPS should be set to safety at all times. I say joy is important because it's a constant reminder for peace of mind. Peace is a constant reminder for protection. Protection is a constant reminder for safety and safety disregards the path for joy. To be interrupted 
It's a 360 resolution to help us control our roadmaps directions. And sometimes when we lose joy, we lose awareness, numbing the intuition God gave us to sense when something or someone isn't right for us. Just like animals, we are all capable of sensing when something feels a bit off. Yet we tend to give things the benefit of the doubt sometimes. And that's when the famous words I knew that was going to happen is spoken. See, but animals, animals will sense something and they'll bark, bite, or run. Hmm. We humans will run right into that funny feeling though. As soon as we run into it, we're left in a position that sometimes we cannot get out of asking ourselves, why didn't I listen to myself? That God-given GPS is our intuition and sensory for protection, my friends. Let the God in you be your guidance. Listen when your mental GPS says, wrong direction. This road does not lead to joy. This road does not lead to peace. This road does not lead to safety. Your joy is yours. It's not to be taken. And let me tell you, God knows when you're ready. He knows when you're able to carry the weight. He knows when you can handle the stress. He knows when your feet can stand on solid ground. Do we listen to God's timing? Or do we ask ourselves the question of, is this God's timing? But if we listen to God's timing, we'll show up on time and we'll allow God to work on time for us and through us. That was good. Uh The answers are in the calling of timing. How many times have you received that call and ignored the timing? Too many. How many times have you been shown that something isn't for you and delayed moving beyond the issues? You stayed stuck in it. When the joy is yours, it's not up for grab. It's okay to share it, but it is not okay to let it be stolen. That's right. Romans 15, this is chapter 15 of Romans, verse 13. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit is within us so that we're not attacked in our communities by people who's they're having a bad day or offset day with themselves. So now here they come as an enemy showing up to take your victory and take your joy and steal your peace. But when you let the Holy Spirit navigate That mental GPS sets on and it moves your intuition to say, get out of here. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We don't stick around when we feel like we're not on solid ground, when our feet feel like it's wobbling and we're losing our balance and something feels like it's trying to throw us off course. We move forward to positivity. Amen. See, in these communities that we walk upon, sometimes there will be some things thrown at us that will try and take us off course. Just like my brothers and my sisters in the 
LGBTQ community and the heterosexual community that go up against each other and they're at bats hating one another, but why? When we all come into this world to have joy, we all come into this world to have peace. We don't come into this world frowning. We sometimes as babies are born into the world crying and screaming our heads off, but that's because now guess what? We're, we're entering into a world and a place that's unfamiliar to us. So we're looking around as an infant child trying to figure out our surroundings and all of these big giant individuals standing around us and looking at us and touching us and feeling on us after we've come out of a womb. Wow. But when you're birthed into this place and into this world and you've navigated around it long enough, your senses kick in. And you now start to be able to smell it out and sense what's going on around you when there's a larger individual standing before you or a large situation that you didn't mean to get into comes and, and, and tries to interrupt your peace. Whether it's someone that's trying to pick on you because of your sexual orientation and who you choose to love or is someone that's picking on you because you chose to walk the path of God and they didn't. John uh, chapter 16, verse 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. All truth. Mm -hmm. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Those things that are declared are the things that we have to watch out for to protect our vessel, to protect ourselves in this community and in our communities that we walk amongst. All of us on this workshop call today are in different communities and different places to represent, to represent for the, the power that God has given us to be the, 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 the example that we need to set forth in these communities where there is a lot of joy trying to be taken and a lot of joy trying to be stolen. Let your joy be yours. Amen. Don't let any of your joy be taken to become vulnerable and weak, to put yourself in a predicament where now your vessel is up at bats for something that you shouldn't be in or shouldn't be doing. That's right. That's right. Now, we can't always be perfect. Amen. Sometimes the enemy is watching and lurking, and sometimes the enemy, the enemy will try to win. Mm -hmm. But we have to ask ourselves, how much are we doing to prevent that from happening? See, because when we go into the ring and we step into that match, Amen. we're not alone. Amen. We walk with God. Amen. I want to thank each of you for joining today. We went over about five minutes, but today's workshop was intended to get everyone who's joining us to interact and, 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 and talk with one another. When we get in these workshops moving forward in the next upcoming weeks, I want to hear the voices of each and every one of you. Even if it's to motivate or share an experience that will help us set our week off 
on a better path and in a better way. We're here to do this together, everyone, to help bridge this gap of crime and hate that takes place around us. I shared one experience with you all today, but it hasn't been my only challenge. I've been victimized by racism and, you know, had a, had a man spit on me and, and was on a bike. I'm getting off of a city bus at the time. And this man on a bike just rides right on by and just, you can hear him preparing to build Ooh. up the spit in his mouth to spit wow. on me. And you know, the words that followed after that weren't so pleasant. And he just proceeded to go. There's always going to be someone out there that's going to try and steal your joy, no matter what or why, what it's about. But that's the enemy putting you up at the, you know, in, in a, through a test. And that is to remind you, anytime you have something that tries to steal your joy, I'll leave you with this. It's a reminder of what you're on assignment for and what your assignment is. Because although we are walking in the path of God and righteousness and we're doing what we can to, to be good people amongst our communities and our friendships and our family, as hard as we work to be that, that person, we will be tested. And we will be challenged to see if that's really, truly the person that we are. Amen. Are we going to set the example in the times where things become not so comfortable for us? Because mm -hmm. I'll tell you, even when we lay down at night and we go to bed, sometimes you got to kick those covers off. You might have started out laying in the bed with the, with the covers on and the blanket pulled up and you were snugged in and you were comfortable and cozy, but sometimes you got to kick them covers off because things get too hot. <laughs> so when things heat up for you, beautiful community of Royalty Ministries Community Foundation, stay cool. Don't lose your cool and don't lose your joy. If no one has anything more further to say or share, we'll end it here today and we'll be back next Saturday for another experience of God is not homophobic. And, um, you know, keep in mind that that title isn't to target just the LGBTQ community. The only reason why we have that title is because we want people in all walks of life to understand that this is an environment where they will be embraced. No matter who you are and what you do, as long as you do it in the eyes of God. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Even if you don't do it in the eyes of God, Come to this workshop and do it, please. Amen. Amen. <laughs> the only example we want to say. I like that. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Thank you again.